Hey everyone, it's Adrian from The Pageant Project, and my guest for tonight's proceedings is Emily Egan, who is Miss Galaxy Australia. Emily, how are you? Hello, thank you for having me back on. It feels like a century. I'm very well. <laughs> it, oh, I can't even remember when I last interviewed you, do you? It, it was a long time ago. It was before COVID, so it was at least, yeah. what, three or four years ago? Can you remember? Yeah. I can't. Yeah, it was my first ever Galaxy. That's what I remember. So that was oh, yeah, wow. at least three or four years ago. So it's very, we've come full circle. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, gee, that was a long time ago. Um, for, so for the people watching, we've got a bunch of people jumped on now. Uh, I'm going to imagine some of them are your sister queens. So sister queens, don't leave a sister hanging. Ask some questions in the comments <laughs> or just pass on a message of support and I'll bring it up on stream so that Emily can see them. But uh, Emily, for the people who don't know who you are, would you like to give us your pageant history? Yeah, of course. Hello to everyone who is online. Um, those of you who don't know me, I'm Emily Egan. I go by M and I'm your current Miss Galaxy Australia 2022. And that still sounds surreal to say that out loud. Wow. Um, <laughs> in terms of pageant history, I started in the pageant land maybe about five or six years ago. Um, I started first at Miss World Australia and went back to that um, maybe the year after. So I did about two years of Miss World. And then I've also competed in Miss Global and Miss Intercontinental. And I am very proud to have won Galaxy on my third attempt. So long time lover of the Galaxy system. And yeah, it, I'm very blessed that this year was my time. And I'm now Miss Galaxy Australia. Congratulations, I think are in order. Also, you are a proud representative of Canberra. Would you like, because like at least half the people, if not more watching this, are going to be either from the UK or from the US or from somewhere else, maybe Canada or somewhere like that. So would you like to tell people more about what Canberra is? Because they may not know. And also, what is the ACT? Because when you say you're proud to represent ACT, people are going, she's representing ACT. What's ACT? <laughs> so. Yes, I am very, very proud to represent ACT or ACT, I should say, which is the Australian Capital Territory. So that is actually um, the capital of Australia. So lots of people think that it is Sydney, but it's actually Canberra, the ACT. And there's not many of us pageant girls in Canberra, but I'm super proud to be, yeah, Canberra born and raised. And it's hugely important to me wherever I go that I say, I'm from the ACT, you know, I'm not just NSW. We kind of get lumped in with NSW. So I'm very proud whenever I get on stage to kind of shout ACT. So um, yeah, it's going to be cool going to the internationals now and being like, I'm from the nation's capital. So I'm very patriotic about Canberra. For those of you watching from overseas who don't know, New South Wales, which is my state, and Victoria have a little bit of a thing going on as to which is the best state. And there's a bit of an like argy-bargy going on there. I think if someone that said they were from ACT, I think we'd probably just ignore it and move on. But it's okay. <laughs> Emily is, is from the ACT and she's doing a bang-up job. Um, let me start. I already brought up a comment. Lisa here has said, love you, Emily, um, in all caps. <laughs> Nicole has said hello and Lydia who I'll be interviewing I think in a week's time is saying you're amazing Emily I believe Lydia is also from Canberra isn't she 
She is. We were actually doing some training together um, the other week because she's competing yet in Miss Grand Australia. So we were both so excited. We're like, oh, we have someone to practice with in Canberra. So she is lovely. Um, it's going to be an awesome interview, which I'm very much looking forward to. And I'm actually going to Miss Grand. So I'm so excited because I haven't seen um, the Grand system live before. So I know all the girls have been doing an amazing job. And yeah, I'm really excited to kind of see that live. Yeah, you'll be in for a good time. It's a good show. Um, that's probably the last pageant I saw live here in Australia, at least. But that would have been, gee, 20, 2018, 2019. I don't even remember. Um, what I wanted to just briefly chat to you, well, not briefly, but chat to you about um, one of your predecessors, Alicia Van Schoonhoven, who you know very well, I know very well. Um, yeah. She had a similar, shall we call it, um, I'll call it runner-up syndrome for want of a better word, but she was and is very loyal to the Galaxy system, competed many times, uh, I believe, including two first runner-ups, which I just think has got to be maybe the, the hardest position to come in because, you know, you're that close, but not quite there. And I think when she won, I think the director who was Lucinda at that time announced that she had won by one point, like yeah. one point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think she had like a three or four, maybe even five year journey. Now, I bring that up because similar to yourself, you have competed at Galaxy multiple times and you stuck with it until finally you got the lovely Galaxy crown on your head. So tell the audience watching, give us an idea as to what, why did you decide to stay, let's say loyal or persist with the Galaxy system? And what was it like sort of coming back year after year, after year, did you feel like I'm going to keep doing this until I win it? Or was it more a case of I love this system so much and what it stands for that I'm going to do it even if I come dead last? <laughs> yeah. So I actually remember when Alicia was crowned because that was my first Galaxy Nationals. Um, and so it was such a surreal moment because I just knew how long she had been in the system mm. and I knew how much she loved it. Um, and a big shout out to her because of the work that she has done as a queen and the way she has been so fantastic in that system. I just think she's so inspiring and everything she did as a queen became kind of the benchmark for me of I am going to do that if I'm a title holder. Like she has got the biggest shoes to fill. So um, I, it really, she set the mark for me. And so much of my love for the system actually kind of came from Alicia and what she's done with the platform. So, yeah, it was such a surreal moment. Um, and I like I lost to her, if that makes sense. It did not mm -hmm. feel like losing when you lost to Alicia. Yeah. Like it just felt so, it felt like a privilege to lose to her. So I like that was the best. Um yeah, so the love for the system has been ongoing, as you can imagine. Um, coming back year after year, it just made sense to me. And I don't, I can't really put my finger on one exact reason why, but I just couldn't let it go, if that makes sense. Every other system was a, um, yeah, I'd like to try that or I'll give that a go. But with Galaxy System, I just couldn't, I couldn't stay away. Like the applications kept coming up every single year and it, I just mm -hmm. couldn't not apply. I'd wait two weeks and go, no, 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 just wait, maybe take a break, have a think about it, and then it would be one night and I'd sign up the next day <laughs> because I just I couldn't let it go. Um, and, yeah, the big part of Galaxy for me which sets apart to any other system is the community aspect. As you've just mentioned, Canberra mm -hmm. is really, really important to me and kind of the work we can do in Canberra. So Galaxy having the appearances and having a real opportunity to be a role model in your community was something that 
was hugely appealing to me and it, I kept coming back year after year and making new networks and making a new ripple in the Canberra community. So it just made sense to me. And I remember my last year, this year, um, when I had won, I was really thinking to myself, oh, do I come back? Do I give it one more go? You know, I'd gotten pretty close last year. And then yeah. I think that lasted for about an hour and then I'd already signed up. So it's just too late. <laughs> yeah. I, you're not the only one who sort of left it to the last minute and sort of let fate decide it, so to speak. Um, I know some very, very successful queens who just, you know, if they hadn't jumped in at the last minute, they never would have won their crown. Um, can you update us as to what you've been up to since you won the crown? I mean, you've mentioned Canberra, you mentioned the ACT, I made a little bit of a joke about it. But anytime, anytime someone's proud of Canberra and also anytime anyone's proud of their home, there's a reason for it. And I got to imagine what you've been doing has been closely related to that. So give the guys watching, guys and girls watching or listening an idea as to what you've been up to since you won your title and what you hope to continue to do with the rest of your reign. Yeah, so Canberra is so important to me and I knew with the title that I just wanted to hit the ground running and I feel like that's exactly um, what I've been able to do. So I want to raise $10,000 for the Cancer Council throughout my year of reign and that's the Cancer Council ACT which I've made my partner charity and I'm now their ambassador. So um, we've already raised $2,000 in the first oh, kind wow. of yeah, already in the first kind of month or two since being crowned. So we've oh, done the, right. the biggest morning tea. Um, we've done a whole bunch of appearances with them. And then I've just been in and about the community. So things like um, for the Breast Cancer Foundation, we've done the Mother's Day Classic. Um, I've been doing some things for the Canberra Hospital Foundation. We've done a few events there. Um, my local things like park runs. So it's really just been um, a multitude of events and then getting on the radio, talking about the Cancer Council. And I'm now planning their annual gala as well, which is going to be a massive oh, event wow. in December. So um, yeah, I just wanted to really make the most of this year and kind of while I've got this really sparkly crown on my head, let's use it for good. And yeah, the Cancer Council is very close to my heart. So I've yeah, just hit the ground running. If you if you had to, I mean, firstly, that that's amazing work. What, why don't we dig? I think, you know, the name, the Cancer Council is sort of a bit self-explanatory. But for those maybe watching from overseas or even in Australia, they're not completely aware as to what it does. Can you give people an insight into the exact work that cancer, the Cancer Council does? Yeah, so the Cancer Council funds life-saving research. The good thing about the Cancer Council is it's not one particular type of cancer, it's all of them. And so essentially the main thing they do is they fund research grants. So I was lucky enough to go to the Governor-General's house recently and see some of oh, wow. the researchers that were actually being funded for this year. And so they're doing some amazing work in the ACT and surrounds um, to be able to make you know, a, a world where cancer doesn't exist. Um, so I've been, yeah, very blessed to see that, but it does things as well, like um, supporting families. They've got health lines for people who need support or family members who need support and a lot about research and a lot about education. So I'm actually the SunSmart ambassador. So I do a lot of work for young people uh, surrounding skin cancer in particular and how you can reduce your risk. So slip, slop, slap, seek and slide is kind of the motto that I'm spreading through this year. So um, yeah, very, very proud of the work that the Cancer Council does and especially the amazing team here in the ACT. Okay, 
I'm going to again, one, once again, get you to explain, especially for our overseas viewers who probably don't know. So I know slip, slop, slap, but obviously yeah. explain that. The other two I've not heard of. So explain. <laughs> so they have expanded on their motto. So slip, slop, slap was um, the old motto of the Cancer Council in terms of one of their um, skincare campaigns. But essentially yeah. slip, slop, slap, they now have seek and slide. So seek is seeking shade and slide okay. is sliding on your sunglasses. So the other ones are, oh, okay. yeah, the other ones are putting on your sunscreen, putting on your um, protective gear as well. So making sure that your sun's safe, basically all the protective measures. It was slip on a shirt, slop on some sunscreen and, yeah, and slap, slap on, on a hat, hat, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I got it. Um, now, obviously, coming from Australia, it's usually fairly sunny, at least in summer. It's certainly not sunny in Sydney at the moment. And then we're going to Texas where I don't know if you've looked at the weather forecast, Em, but it's 40 degrees and uh, north of 80 or 90 percent humidity. Um, you obviously are fair skinned, have red hair. How dangerous is it for people watching? Um, because, you know, in, in pageantry, we're always well, you guys are getting tanned, not so much me, but the fake tan, then the sunbeds. And then I see so many times, especially in the UK, the girls just lying in the sun yeah. and basically crisping themselves. And you got to think when you're 18, 19, oh, I'm invincible, nothing bad will happen. Yeah. What are the risks involved with the various forms of tanning or at least just lying out in the sun? Yeah, well, I'm a perfect example. So I have been wearing sunscreen religiously since I was a kid. I had parents who were always slapping it on me. As you can tell, I'm, yeah, very fair skinned, as you mentioned. Um, and I had a mole under my chin that I actually had to get removed um, when I was wow. 18 years. Yeah, when I was 18 years old. Um, and it's it hadn't fully developed yet, which was fantastic. We did it as a preventative mm. measure. But if it can happen to me, then, you know, I had to turn around to my friends who were tanning in the sun all day and not wearing sunscreen and kind of say, guys, we really yeah. need to reevaluate this. And when I went to the Cancer Council, they just said, look, one in three people will have skin cancer by the time they're 80 years old in Australia. And one in three is too many. Like, you know, zero mm. is too many. So... Um, it is a huge risk and especially um, with tanning in the sun, like we just can't take that risk. Please get it from a bottle. That is all, that is my message. That is all I ask. Um, and just add it to your morning routine. It's the easiest thing to do. Also stops wrinkles. So you just add a little mm -hmm. bit of sunscreen in the morning. And, yeah, it's a very simple measure, you know, to stop either you or your family member having a devastating call. That just shouldn't happen. Okay. And I just know that the young girl's thoughts are going to go, okay, I hear Em. I'll put on sunscreen and then I'll be safe to go outside. Are they safe to go out and crisp themselves after putting sunscreen on? Absolutely not. You can get sunburn in the sun in Australia in as little as 15 minutes. And so if you're laying out all day, it, like it's just pretty much inevitable no matter how much sunscreen you're wearing. So um, it's just, it's really not worth the risk. I also encourage skin checkups. So you can go to your doctor and it's completely free. So even next time you visit the doctor and you have, you know, something else that you need to get checked, just add on a skin check. Mm -hmm. Like it takes 15 minutes. They just run a blue light over your skin um, and that's the easiest way to do it. 
Yeah, and I, I was a tennis coach. I spent a lot of time in the sun and I didn't do my, I didn't, wasn't as nearly as good with my sunscreen as by the sounds of it, you were. And um, I had two moles checked, one behind my ear and one on my hip. Luckily, both came through as negative. But I have to say, I, I don't often get scared of things or contemplate my mortality, but waiting for those results, it's scary. And when you get the, um, the all clear back, it's great news. So um, I think that's certainly an important message, certainly in, in pageant land, where everyone has to be sort of tanned at all times. Um, em, you had a few things that you wanted me, now that we've actually, no, before I get to the other stuff that you said you didn't want to talk about, we have, we have, you have, we have, Australia has Texas coming up in yeah. less than, in less than a month. How are you, how are you feeling? I'm so excited. I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am. It has just come along so quickly. Obviously, I was crowned in April, so it feels like it has just absolutely flown by. But I'm, I don't even feel nervous, which is weird because I just feel excited. I think getting to this point with Galaxy and like having three years and just wanting to be here so badly now that I, it's finally happening, it just feels surreal. The whole prep and journey and everything has just felt surreal. So I'm just over the moon to be going and I'm counting down the days until we get on the plane. Is everything sorted? You haven't had any sort of, you know, last minute dramas with your dress or your passport or your visa or anything like that? You're all good to go? Uh, I think so. Things are, the packing has started. You think so? I think so. <laughs> the packing has started. So that's good. Um, but the dresses are here, which is good. That was the main thing. Showstoppers Boutique has been fantastic and mm -hmm. gotten everything to all the girls, which is good. And, yeah, it's just making sure all those final touches are kind of put on and just doing all the last-minute training and prep and stuff. But it is going to be a ripper time. I can't wait to meet all my sister a queens. A ripper time. Yeah, I'm so ready. We're bringing, out the, we're bringing out the Aussie slang here, ripper yeah. time. Um, and... Her Royal Highness, how many bags shall she be taking over? This is always an interesting question to ask. I'm at two and I'm hoping to keep it to two. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. If you can keep it to two, you deserve some sort of medal because yeah. <laughs> I've not seen any queen travel internationally with only two bags unless Look, they are big. bigger than you. When she says bag, she means like uh, container crates or something like that. Um, it, do you, it's always a bit of a weird thing. You win your national title and then you go to compete internationally. So do you have any sort of expectations as to where you'd like to place or is it really just a case of getting over there? You're so excited. I mean, for me, it's the first time I've traveled since COVID. So that's a factor as well. And we're going to get sun, which I, I love the warmer weather. Um, so do you have any expectations of yourself or is it just going over there doing your best? meeting a lot of amazing people. I have no expectations and that's um, that's typical Emily of I just like to give it 100% and put in all the, tra mm -hmm. all the training and all the prep and then I know in my heart as long as I've done everything possible from, you know, my prep work, then whatever the outcome is, is whatever that will be. Pageants I know from so many years can just be a bit of a luck of the draw, a bit of whatever happens on the day. And so I know for me, um, as long as I've put in the prep work, which I feel like I have, and, you know, I've used the title to the best of my ability, then I'm so stoked with whatever happens over there because I've had the best time in the prep and the lead up. And I know, as you said, because of COVID, we haven't traveled and America's going to be insane. So whatever happens over there is just a bonus. 
I've started thinking to myself, whatever happens in Texas stays in Texas. So I don't, I don't know why I've been thinking that, but it seems like it might be appropriate. Um, just, just for a second, if we fast forward to, you know, a year from now, 11 months from now, and your reign is over, is there anything in particular that you'd like to be remembered for? We've already talked about Alicia and, you know, I, I like to think with her, she's got a huge heart. Um, she does a lot of amazing work and she's a really hard worker as well which yeah. when you look like Alicia does, I think a lot of people don't actually know that. Um, and they just assume it's all glamorous and really easy. So for yourself, following in sort of her footsteps, and obviously we had Brie between the two of you, mm -hmm. what's a legacy that Emily Egan would like to leave behind? Uh, I want people to look at me and think, I need to put sunscreen on. That is the <laughs> legacy, I think. <laughs> Um, no, I would love, um, obviously, $10,000 for the Cancer Council is my goal. And so that is what I'm working towards. Um, and so I would love Cancer Council to kind of be attached to the legacy of they look at me and they go, oh, that's the girl, um, that's the Cancer Council girl, or, you know, that's her. But also just that to not give up, to, you know, go for your dreams and chase those and don't be put off by what other people have to say. You know, I'm not probably the typical pageant girl, like people who know me know that I just love to have a laugh. I'm probably slightly bogan if you want to use that, <laughs> if you want to use that word. So I just want people to look at me and go, you know what, it's not about being the perfect pageant girl or it's not about showing up and being something you're not. You just have to show up and be yourself. And that's what this year for Galaxy was. I think last year mm -hmm. I came and I put really high expectations on myself and I think I brought to the judges what I thought they wanted. And then this yep. year it was just about bringing me. And if that was going to be enough, then awesome. If it wasn't going to be, that's okay. And, you know, I came back fully as myself and then look what happened. So. <laughs> um, and just before we move on, I do, I'm not going to disclose the exact thing that happened, but do you remember when, so I released my book and you wanted to organize a special surprise for someone. Do you remember that? You must remember that. I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. I won't disclose the particular details, but to me, that was an act of incredible generosity and shows what a huge heart you have. And I just want to ask you, where, where do you feel that comes from in you? Have you always been someone who's sort of been service minded and looking out for other people less fortunate than yourself? Did it come because of a certain incident you had in your life? Where has that huge heart, where does that come from? Gosh, you'll make me cry. <laughs> that was so lovely. Oh, um, let's go, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> look, I have beautiful parents who have always been, um, who've always taught me that it is not about what you have, but it's about what you give. And I always feel my best when I am, you know, in service of other people. And um, you feel good when you help other people. But yeah. um, I guess I was bullied a little bit when I was younger as well. So I learned kind of the value of kindness and that um, you never know how much that act of kindness could mean to someone. So um, I've always tried to kind of give where I can give. And I know that my life feels so full and feels so rich when I can help those people um, who might be doing it tougher than I am. And I've had times where people have helped me out when I've been at my lowest and, it, you know, it's just nice to pay that forward. Well, I know the person that you helped, it meant a lot to them and I think they referred to mm. you as their fairy godmother, which is uh, <laughs> probably an appropriate <laughs> name. Uh, Ralph here is watching over from the United States, has said, good luck, Emily. And here's oh, a familiar please. face. This young, this young lady who is expecting her first child, I believe, any time now, 
I interviewed Danica around about the same time I interviewed you for the first time. So, so proud of you, Em. Can't wait to watch you shine on the Galaxy stage. Um, you want to say anything to Danica? Can I please? I could go on for 20 minutes, so I will keep it really short. But I'm actually wearing one of Danica's dresses right now. She has sent me so much clothing for Galaxy and has literally saved my life in terms of um, outfits and advice and I have one story about Galaxy Week um, during crowning. So I actually had a really terrible crowning week because all these awful things kept happening. Like I tripped over in the middle of the road and broke my shoes. I fell off the stage in rehearsals and I got food poisoning. And so when I had my photo shoot on the second day, I had no joke been projectile vomiting all day. <laughs> and yeah, it could, it literally couldn't have been worse. It was horrible, but beautiful Danica <laughs> sent me a care package. And to this day, I'm like, I don't think I would have made it to crowning <laughs> if I didn't have her. She sent me electrolytes and um, chocolate and tea and it literally cured my sickness. So I'm so lucky to have her and I'm so excited for little bub. And yeah, thank you to that amazing queen who has just been my rock for a very long time. <laughs> Projectile vomiting? Oh, it was terrible. It was so bad. I got to the photo shoot. <laughs> I got to the photo shoot and they've called out, yep, Emily. So I've gone up and taken two photos and the photographer, so lovely, he's gone to me, can you just turn your chin that way? And I've turned my chin and been like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be sick. And so the queens have rushed me to the bathroom and I've just projectile vomited everywhere. Yep. Yeah. So girls, if you have a terrible pageant week, you can still do it. <laughs> This is our Australian representative. Um, <laughs> you hang on, you fell off the stage. Yeah. So in rehearsals, I was, I don't dance. I really don't in the opening number. I request <laughs> to be at the back. There's a reason. <laughs> that. Um, yeah. And in rehearsals, I've gone to step back and because I'm at the back of the stage, I didn't realize there was like a little gap there and I've put like my shoe through pretty much the back of the stage and gone to fall off. And then the girl next to me, Remy, who is a close friend of mine, she has grabbed me, thank God, and literally yanked me back up, um, and saved me from breaking a leg. So <laughs> it was a very interesting pageant week. <laughs> You're lucky you survived pageant week. I'm so lucky I survived pageant week. I fell over in the middle of the road. My shoes were broken. It was, yeah, it was a long, long story, but um, I made it to crowning and that's why I didn't mind what happened because I just thought, you know what? I'm here. I've survived. I'd have no more food poisoning. So, yeah. <laughs> Do you make it a habit of getting food poisoning? <laughs> no, thank goodness. But I'm celiac, so sometimes there's gluten in ah. things. So I was like to myself, have I eaten gluten? What's the go? Um, but it only lasted 24 hours, so we were fine after that. <laughs> okay. You might – I hope you'll be okay in Texas then. I don't know how good Texas is yeah. with different diets, but, yeah, it, you, you don't want to be projectile vomiting there. No, uh, if you're probably going, not. If you're going to vomit, can you let me know just so I can run away? <laughs> Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be puked on at a pageant. That would be a first, but that's not a first that I really want. Um, I mean, I'll help you. Just, just let me know when it's happening. Um, now Lisa here said, Egan fam is the best. hundred percent agree. You have the biggest heart. 
Uh, I will second that. Candace here has said, beautiful M, you truly have an amazing heart. Mel has said, looking gorgeous as ever M, good luck. Candace oh, has said, no. those stupid shoes scared the bejesus out of me. What stupid <laughs> shoes? Are these the ones that tripped you over in the street and that you broke? Yeah. Or the ones that you fell yeah. off the stage in? No, the ones on the um, on the road that I fell over in, they were the Mark Defunct heels. So like the six inch ones and uh, it was raining yeah. and like just a bad choice on my behalf. So yeah, Candace was very nice. I'm not sure. I think Candace might've been one of the girls who picked me off off the road. So uh, yeah. <laughs> How many girls had to pick you up? Off? I'm, I'm just now seeing, have in my head this image of a pageant queen going down in the middle of a major street in Sydney and all these girls flocking to help her. That's exactly what happened. There was 10 of us leaving the workshop all walking back to the car and I've just gone down in the middle of the road and because I was in the heels, I couldn't get myself back up either. I had things in my arms. I had my luggage. And so I've just had like an arm on this arm, an arm on this arm, and they've all just picked me up. And I think I was sitting there being like, am I injured or am I embarrassed? And I think it was just embarrassment because I wasn't as injured as I thought I was. So it was fine. I'm, I'm sure you fell very gracefully though. So everyone watching yeah. would have been very impressed. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. It, it's going to be a fun time in Texas, isn't it? Danica has said, love you, Em. So mm -hmm. good on you, Danica, for um, supporting another queen. Uh, all right. Well, I, I was going to ask you, because you said pageant week disasters, but I yeah. assume that's what you just talked about. Yes. <laughs> I mean, is there anything else? I mean, that's enough. Did anything else go wrong? God forbid. No, I think that was everything. And I'd gotten, so I'd had three things go wrong. And I said to myself, right, that is it. I've gotten it all out. And so on stage, we had no disasters because I'd gotten it all out beforehand. So ended up being okay. Okay. And if Maria, the international director is watching, we're requesting to put you at the front for opening number. Did I hear that correct? No, please, no. I'm at the back. I'm at the back. I'll send a message to Maria. I mean, if you, you know. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Because I don't want to fall off the back, but I don't want to be at the front. So, like, middle back is the request for <laughs> the opening number. So, when you fall, you can fall on someone else? Is that what They you... can catch me. Yeah. <laughs> One of my sister queens everyone, will catch me. You know, everyone who's watching this now during opening number is going to give you a wide berth because they're going to be that girl's going to fall over, and I don't want her tripping on me and screwing me over. Uh, you're the one that falls over. Okay, I'm staying away from you. Oh dear, oh it's going to be good fun. Um, how big is Team Australia? Just out of interest, because obviously we have some returning queens. Alicia is one of them. Um, how how big is the team going over? I think we've got six, uh, hang on, sorry, seven queens and then lots of family and stuff as well. So I think there's going to be yeah. like 15 or 16 of us going over, which is huge and it's going to be a party and I'm so excited. I think this is the largest team that Australia's ever sent. So yeah. um, it is going to be just such an exciting experience. And you know what? If one of us comes home with a crown, then that's mm. a crown for Australia. So we're all going over there to give it a red hot crack. And um, it's exciting for Australia that we can, yeah, have such a presence this year. Team UK is going to be huge as well because they're in a similar situation to us. They've had yeah. some queens um, who haven't had their turn yet. So seven. So there's the four reigning queens, including yourself, yes. right? Yeah. And then there's Alicia, um, Chantel. Yep. is going over right and yes. charlotte okay yep. seven 
Lucky seven. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> um, that's happening soon. What you guys are flying out? I think on the first of August, aren't you? Yeah, we sure are. So coming up very quickly, less than a month now. Exciting. It's exciting. Okay. Um, Em, just before we move towards a close, uh, is there anyone that you'd like to give a shout out to? Oh, thank you so much. Probably just my parents. Um, thank you so much. They obviously pageants are a family event. They are, you know, massive for years and money and time and effort. So I'm very grateful to have two parents who have absolutely walked this journey with me. Um, and my pageant sponsors. So they are Raffi and Charlie from Car Mechanical Services. They are a local ACT business who have just backed me wholeheartedly um, and they've sponsored me for three years now for Galaxy. So it's oh, rare wow. that, a, yeah, it's rare that a sponsor will come on and continue that journey with you. So I'm so grateful, um, so grateful to them. And then, yeah, just my friends and um, my partner and everyone for being so supportive of my journey. I am so excited and I hope that, I can do Australia proud. And oh, the last one is my national finalists. I cannot believe how many of the women who have been in my cohort have just been so behind me and sending yeah. me outfits or offering advice or offering help. Like I just feel so excited and so lucky that I've had such an amazing cohort and an amazing Queen's Court this year. So, um, yeah, and a huge thank you to Shakai and Kimbo, um, my directors who have been, um, my director and my director's mum who have been just instrumental in organising everything. You know, pageants don't run without them, so I'm very, very lucky, very, very happy to have them. So, yeah. Do your parents understand pageantry after all this time or are they just the ones that go, <laughs> well, Em loves it, we'll just support her? Um, I have a pageant dad, actually, so he is oh. amazing. Yeah, he is okay. so into pageants now. Like, he knows the Galaxy system and he is always running around doing events with me and, you know, the first person to support me. I've gotten all mm -hmm. of my outfits sent to his house because it's, like, um, more safer to be with my parents and to come to my apartment. So um, everything turns up and he always opens it before I get there so he gets to see everything first. Um, and same with my mom, like she has just been absolutely instrumental in my journey and letting me, you know, um, use some of her spaces. She's got like a, um, mm -hmm. a hall that she'll let me use and um, they've both just been incredible. So, um, yeah, very on board with pageants and especially seeing how much joy other people get because they come to events with me and they're just like, oh, we yeah. can't believe that people <laughs> still go up to her. So, yeah, so exciting. Oh, that's the first time I've ever heard of a pageant dad. That makes me quite happy. He's the best. He's the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard of pageant mums many times, but pageant dad, that's a first. <laughs> okay. Let's go to the final 10. I honestly can't remember your answers from last time. It was that long ago, but Neither we'll go I. through as if it was the first time. Yep. So questions are the same. Number one, what is your favorite word? Oh, uh, queen. That makes sense. Number two, what is your least favorite word? Uh, bully. Question three, in life, what gets you excited? What turns you on? Uh, oh, what gets me excited? Uh, maybe sport, the gym, um, anything adrenaline as well. Like I really like mm -hmm. kind of anything that gives you a bit of a rush. Um, yeah, flowers. Flowers gets me excited. Food. Yeah. Always with the food. <laughs> what um what what sort of sports are we talking about here, Em? 
A bit of everything. Uh, Oztag is kind of the main one that I've done Mm -hmm. for a couple of years that I really enjoy, kind of gets the energy out. Um, Boxing as well, done that for many years. I used to do karate, so that was good. So anything that kind of um, gives you a bit of a thrill, I guess. I played tennis the other day. That was fun. So like anything, big sport girl. I thought boxers are supposed to be good on their feet. (laughs) You'd think so, but nah, (laughs) nah. I guess you don't box in heels. All right, that was question three. What turns you on? Question four, what turns you off? Um, I guess arrogance or someone who is judgmental or, you know, just someone who thinks that they're above other people. I like to think it's not about how you treat the most powerful person in the room. It's how you treat the least powerful person in the room. Yeah, I love that. There's some saying about you can tell uh, someone's personality from the way they treat, like the the janitor, for for example. And I think that's very, very true. All weight stuff. Um, question five: What sound or noise do you love? Uh, rain. I love the sound of rain, especially when I'm um, falling asleep. I've got like a, mm. a roof where you can hear it. So yeah. Okay. Well, then come to Sydney then, because we've got plenty of it right <laughs> got now. Plenty of Believe it. Yeah. Me. Yeah, a bit too much. Uh, Question six, what sound or noise do you hate? Um, Oh, when people crack their knuckles. Can't stand that. (laughs) Now everyone will be coming up to you at at Galaxy and cracking their (laughs) knuckles. Those who can, I can't do it. It looks painful to me. But uh, anyway, question seven, if you could have any one superpower, what would you pick and why? I was actually talking to someone about this the other day, funnily enough, I would love to heal, like um, be able to heal other people. I think that would be really cool. Or I'd just never have a blister again. I'm like, that'd just be so handy. <laughs> Why are you getting blisters? You mean on your feet from yes, pageant shoes? Yes, yeah, from pageant shoes. I'm like, oh, I'd just never have blisters. I could just heal myself. <laughs> that could come in very handy. Uh, question yeah. eight, what job other than your own would you most like to attempt? I wish I knew what I answered last time. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch and see what I answered. Um, I think nowadays I'm pretty keen on presenting. So I'd love to in the future look at maybe emceeing or presenting Mm -hmm. or um, I'd love to say journalist, but I don't think I'm quite quite cut out for journalism. But, yeah, I love the presenting role. Or then something really random like an astronaut. When I was a kid, I wanted to be an astronaut. So I'm like, ah, who knows? That'd be pretty cool for a day. Well, you can pay to go up in space now. Just just chat to Elon or Richard or people like that, and you can go up in space. You could take the take the Galaxy Queen up into space. That'll be it. Um, question nine: What job would you definitely not like to attempt? Oh, that's tough. Um, I've seen a lot of people work in tough jobs to do with things that um, are unspeakable, like maybe sexual assault or. Um, mm-hmm children, violence, those sorts of things. Um, and I think that would there would be a lot of trauma associated with that. And I don't think I'd yeah. be cut out to work in a role that's exposed to that or, you know, maybe mm. paramedics or something like that. I am so appreciative and respectful of those people because I'm not great with blood. So I'm just like, um, I don't think it's something that I'd be, yeah, very good at. Yeah, it takes a, a special kind of person to be able to deal with that. Final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Welcome home. 
Perfect. Okay. Yeah. I forgot okay. to I forgot to ask you. You talk. You just mentioned food, and I I have to ask you because it's a pageant <laughs> interview. Yeah. What are your favorite foods? Um, I have recently rediscovered a love for Vegemite on toast because I didn't oh. realize that they had a gluten-free version. <laughs> and a shout-out. Vegemite has gluten? Yeah, Does so it? they now have, yeah, they do. So they now have gluten-free Vegemite. And so I know that that's such oh. a boring answer, but I've just rediscovered my love for it and I have so missed Vegemite. So um, I'm very happy with my Vegemite on toast at the moment. <laughs> No wonder you're a galaxy queen. You love Vegemite. I, every galaxy queen I talk to loves Vegemite. I feel like I'm being a bad Australian, being the only one who rags on Vegemite, but can't stand the stuff. All right, Madeline is watching. Another familiar face. Proud of you, um, M. And Denise, Denise, is it Denise or Denise Valeria has said absolutely stunning. Oh, my oh, God, here we go. <laughs> go away, Alicia. No. <laughs> Alicia, we were talking, we were speaking nice stuff. What Emily was saying nice stuff. I think I might have accidentally said something nice about you before. So go back to the beginning of the interview, Alicia, um, and you'll enjoy yourself. And Lisa here has said happy little Vegemite. All right, Em, well, that's round two. Let's leave it there for wow. now. Thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you so much for having me. I love having a chat with you. And thank you, everyone, for watching. I'm so excited for what's to come and yeah and adrian i'll see you in texas next time we see each other it's gonna be in person i know that's so weird isn't it like you're three Crazy. hours drive away from me but you'll be seeing me on the other side of the world i may see you at grant yeah. i'll chat i'll chat to you about that as yeah. well i was talking to yeah, yeah. i was talking to krista about it um but i'll chat to you yeah. about that afterwards all right okay. so i will keep emily on the line for just a second whilst i hang up with the audience alicia is quickly saying hi i'll rewind and catch up love you em you're amazing and thank you to everyone for watching live or on the replay. And we will speak to you next time. Bye for now. Bye guys. Hey, thanks so much for watching. Sorority Access is now open. So if you'd like to join an amazing group of women and learn how to be the most powerful, confident and impactful queen possible, head to the pageant sorority.com. I'll see you there and see you in the next video. Bye.